All right, Tim's gonna take us in. I'm gonna take us in. Hey everybody, my name is Tim Williams, mm-hmm. and uh, this is John Orberg. You may have never heard of him or seen him before, but mm-hmm. sometimes he talks by himself to a camera, and other people walk by and go, who is this curious man mm-hmm. talking into the camera? Uh, anyway, I'm here with you. So grateful to be with John. We are coming up to the end of a series we've been in now for several weeks yep. called Maids Accounts. And so we're going to be wrapping that up soon. And then I'm going to tell you what's coming next. But before we do that, I wanted to stop, hit pause, and process this series with you, John, and ask you, what are you hoping that people will take with them out of this series? I mean, we've heard you say it every day. You were made to count to have an impact in this world to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the heart behind that? And what would you say to folks about that? Yeah, when you asked that question, I thought about something I read uh, or actually heard in an audio lecture by Scott Peck. You might know Scott Peck is the guy who wrote um, The Road Less Traveled, People of a Lie, brilliant psychiatrist, came to Christian faith relatively late in life. And um, he did this lecture called Addiction, the Sacred Disease. And the idea of it was that addiction is not just a problem. It's not just a tragedy. It tells us something about ourselves that we have a thirst for ecstasy and for transcendence. And um, in the course of it, he talks about the issue of drama in life and that usually we think we don't want drama mm-hmm. and who wants a drama queen or people who are melodramatic. You know, you're being overly dramatic about something. Peck says this fascinating statement. He says, actually, my concern is that people do not take their life dramatically enough, that we fail to see the drama attached to our lives, and that we're so used to our lives, we get so casual and prosaic about them that we fail to understand there is something vast and cosmic and eternal at stake. And so it's so tempting for most of us to walk through days and say, well, um, whether I connect with that person or I don't, whether I talk with God or I don't do that, whether I fill my mind with great thoughts or just let it focus on whatever kind of trash is out there, um, whether I give the best that I have to offer when I'm at work or when I'm with my family, or I just slack off and coast. It doesn't really matter. Nobody's watching them. And, and he says, the biggest problem we have is not that we get overly dramatic about our life. We miss the drama. And I think sometimes about uh, in the book of Job, where um, at the end of that book, you know, Job, is, he has fought with God. He has mm. wrestled with God. And um, uh, what Job doesn't know about his life is he is being watched by the angels, the council of heaven, God. There is something so vast and eternal that is going on in Job's life. And he ends up becoming this figure that now has inspired human beings for thousands of years. But he had no idea. And God didn't tell him about that. God never tells him about the cosmic wager or the cosmic audience. And I think the reason that God doesn't tell Job is God doesn't tell us we don't know what's at stake. And so to do this series and to say, you were made to count and God created that that drive to be significant, which I think a lot of us can run away from. And a lot of times, even in the church or in talking about spiritual life, we can downplay because we all know that ambition and ego can lead us in wrong directions and it can. But underneath that is something central to your personhood in your dignity. And no matter how small your life looks, no matter how few people may know what you do, no matter how little difference it might seem to make from a worldly perspective, 
there is something eternal that is at stake in your life and your decisions and you can't quit and you must not give up and you must ask God for courage and be creative and bring the absolute best you can to it. And I hope that gets burned into the hearts and the minds of each of us. Wow. And I need a mic to drop. That was a mic drop moment. <laughs> no, true. that's so good. And I think this series has spoken, uh, just directly to me and I know to a lot of people that we've heard from mm -hmm. and it's so poignant because of everything our culture is going through yeah. and even all of what 2020 and the pandemic and everything I mean depression rates are going up uh, people not working that sense of purposelessness or searching for that so I've found this to be incredibly encouraging oh, and helpful and we've talked that not long ago about that book and the article that just went viral about millennials being the burnout generation. Right. And that what's underneath that is this sense of if I'm not Zuckerberg by the age of 25, then I'm a failure and then my life doesn't matter. And so, yes, in many ways, uh, culture tells you you are just how many likes, how many followers. Uh, and that is such a terrible and tragic lie. So to be able to counter that's a really good thing. Yeah. Well, John will never say this, but I get to say it. And that is, if you know of anybody that you think one of these talks would be helpful for, I encourage you to just share it with them. I think that's something, John, one of the things I value about you so much is that you sincerely are not self-promotional. Um, but I want to tell you that I think these talks, and you know this, do a lot of good for a lot of people. So if anyone comes to your heart or mind when you're watching an episode, reviewing this series, I encourage you to send it to them, to share it with them. And then we also want to talk about one other thing, and that is what's coming next. Mm -hmm. And so we've got a couple things on the docket. I'm just going to tell you what they are, and you can say a word okay. about them. Uh, we're going to do a series um, leading into Thanksgiving. First, after Made to Count, we're going to take a little break. Then we're going to come back in November to do a series leading into Thanksgiving on gratitude. Yep. And then right after that, we're going to hit Advent with a series that you want to title with. So tell us a little bit about those. So um, gratitude is one of the most important dynamics and one of the greatest gifts of life. There's a researcher at uh, UC, University of California, Davis campus, Robert Emmons, who is the guru of gratitude research for the last couple of decades. And as it happens, is a... Um, devoted follower of Jesus. And I think the ability of practicing gratitude to impact life is enormous, but especially to connect the dots to God. I remember Philip Yancey said, one of the bad things about being an atheist is you have no one to thank. And we have somebody to thank. So I thought leading up to Thanksgiving, getting together with family, with all the ups and downs of all that stuff and whatever goodness and craziness there is, for us to become practitioners of gratitude um, in that lead up. I I'm very excited about that. We're talking together about what tools and resources we can make available so that you can be a little gratitude warrior. <laughs> and, then, and then for Advent, uh, Dallas Willard used to say that the unifying theme that connects all of scripture is the offer of the with God life centered primarily in the person of Jesus, that you are not made to be alone, that you were not made to be lonely, that we were made to be with, that we were made to be with God. And of course, the great name of Jesus at Christmas is Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. So I thought, God, for this Advent, if we could all go on a journey of learning from one day to the next, how to not just get caught up in the busyness of it, but to actually be with him during the Advent season, that would be really cool. Yeah, so we are looking forward to that. 
We'll see you there for that. And if you're wondering, uh, we are in like a hotel lounge right now and we asked the staff for a quiet room to shoot the video. And this is it. And this is it. Yeah. So this is the beauty of this thing yeah. is we just are rolling with it wherever we are. This is real life and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. So, but next yeah. time, you know. Probably someplace else. Probably someplace else. Yeah. Hey, we love you and uh, he'll see you next time. But I'll be on the other end of that text message. So if you want prayer, you want to reach out, feel free to reach out. We'll see you next time. Bye from the lounge. Great.